Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 1, we're, we got down to verse 38 last time, so find 39, that's where we're going to be starting today, with a message entitled, What to Expect When They're Expecting. Verse 49, it says, For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and his name is holy. Obviously, Mary didn't think much of herself. She's looking to God who's done great things in her life. And it says, His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. So what Elizabeth has said to Mary has certainly emboldened her. Sure, it was, it was confirmation that she was praising God about. You know, when God came through for her. You know, and I think that we need those confirmations sometimes, don't we? You know, it was, it was interesting. There was a guy, when Isaiah was born, a guy came in and he told me, you know, it was a, one of the elders of the church came in and told me, Isaiah's going to, Shan's going to have to have a C-section. And we had gone through the Bradley classes. We were not going to do, you know, we weren't, we were doing it all natural. We, we were educated. We were doing it right, you know, in our mind. And he came in and told me that. And I said, hey, thanks for telling me that. You know, but he, he, he said, you know, I, 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 the Lord told me to come down here. I went in, and my wife said, you're going to tell Shannon she's going to have to have a C-section. He says, thank you. I thought I was going crazy. And so he got in the car and came and told us. Well, I just kept that secret because prophecy brings edification, not terror. And I knew that if I told my wife that, it would cause terror. So I just kept it in my, in my little bonnet. And then the doctor came in, Dr. Gedney, and he said, we have five problems. You know, you're overdue, you're large. <laughs> they just see, uh, and the babies, every time you lay on your back, the baby's heart rate goes down. It was just five things. You're not dilating. Those five different things that were kind of a problem. And, I, and so I asked the Bradley Method question is, okay, what if we do nothing? What if we wait? So I asked all these different questions that I was supposed to ask. And, and so he says, you know, you can wait and go home if you want to. I don't necessarily recommend it, but it'll probably be Okay. But my recommendation is that the surgical team's ready. I want to. I want to take it cesarean. And Shannon just started bawling. I mean, like it was like overwhelming, convulsing. Like, oh no, you know, scared. I mean, surgery, pretty major, right? I mean, a scary thing. And so, so I asked the doctor. I said, "Can I have a moment with my wife?" And I asked her mom to leave and her friend that was there. Can you guys just give us a moment? And so they left, and I sat there and I said, "Shannon, earlier." like six hours earlier. Earlier, when Tom came in, he told me that the Lord told him that we were going to have to have a C-section. And so the Lord's with us. And she went from complete terror to complete joy. She looks at me, and she's like, let's have this baby then. So I call the doctor in, and I call the, my, her mom and everybody. I call them in, and, and they're standing there. And, and he looks at her, and she's like, I'm having a baby. And she's like, what did you say to her? You know, you know, sometimes you just need those confirmations. 
you know, to know that God is with you, to know that everything's going to be okay. And that's how Mary's feeling. She's like, wow, God's going to be okay. And of course, we bore a son and named him Isaiah, you know. A longer story to that whole thing, but a beautiful story. And, and in verse 51, it says, He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the imagination of their hearts. You know, she's thinking about herself. You know, God's given this baby to her. He didn't give this baby to somebody living in a palace. He didn't give this baby to, the, you know, a religious leader or somebody like that. She would think that. But here's this humble woman who lives in a nothing town who's from really the middle of nowhere and God has, has blessed her. And she just sees the, the graciousness of God in that whole thing as he, he doesn't regard the proud, the imagination of their hearts. And notice it says, he's put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. Now, I don't think that Mary realizes that she's speaking prophetically about what Jesus' ministry will be like. I imagine, and, and I'm just, again, I'm just reading into this from what we know in Scripture, but I could imagine that Mary, when she was there with her sons, she was thinking, this is not the way it's supposed to go. He was supposed to rise to be the ruler in Israel. He's supposed to be on the throne of David. I'm supposed to be living in the wing of the palace by now. You know, I am supposed to have a very different life. You know, there should be some perks to having a son who is the Messiah, the king of the world. And, and so far, all I've seen is humiliation and shame and lowliness and difficulty. And Jesus would walk around with his disciples with nowhere to lay his head, that he would be meek and lowly of heart. And yet he'd be offering salvation. He'd be giving salvation to the lowly, those who are humble, those who are proud. He resisted. And when it came to the religious leaders and those who felt like they, they knew what things were supposed to be like and Jesus was kind of messing everything up, he, he, would, he would disregard them and he'd give all this grace to those who were humbled. And of course, we see that in verse 53. It says, He filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Now, of course, that's, that's what the Bible tells us. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. It tells us that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble, right? And, and that's, that's an interesting word. That word resist means he sets a battle array against the proud. That's, that's kind of a scary thing when you think about it. When you're dug in in your pride and you're like, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to seek God. You know, he sets a battle array against the proud but gives grace, unmerited favor to us when we humble ourselves and we just say, okay, God, your will be done, not my will be done. It says he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And of course, God would promise mercy to Israel. He promised that someday he'd send this Messiah. And, and this is what she's acknowledging, that God is going to remember all of his promises that he's given to Israel over the years and he's going to extend this mercy. And he's, as he spoke, verse 55 to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Now she's acknowledging that she is the one who's going to be the fulfillment of the promise to Abraham's seed, singular. And this is an interesting thing because we remember that all the way back when God promised it to Abraham, he says that to your, through your seed, singular, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And it tells us there's something really, really important. It says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. What did Abraham believe? He believed that God was going to bring the seed or the Messiah through him. 
I, I think we get mixed up when it comes to Old Testament, New Testament. We think, oh, well, you know, Old Testament was, for lack of a better phrase, a dispensation of law. You know, and, and, and certainly that was when God gave his law to the children of Israel and, and all those things. But we kind of make the mistake to think that they were saved by keeping the law. No, they weren't saved by keeping the law. There was never salvation that came through obedience to all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. Salvation always was by grace, through faith. And that becomes evident when you just read the first few pages of the Bible, when you look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, when it says that the seed of the woman is going to crush or destroy or break the, the authority or the head of the serpent, and that the serpent is going to crush the heel of the Messiah, the seed. And, and then God goes away, doesn't give them a Ten Commandments, doesn't give them a list of rules to follow. He just basically leaves them to believe that someday a son is going to be born who will undo what the serpent has done in the garden. And, and from that point on, it was always of faith. Abraham believed God that he was going to send his Messiah through him, and God counted him righteous for it. And you look forward through Scripture and you see that, that it's always been by faith in a Messiah that would come for those who were B.C. But then after Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave, it would be by faith in those who look back on what the Messiah has done. And so salvation has always been putting our faith in God and God being our Savior. Verse 56, it says that Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. And so Mary stayed until the baby was born, it seems. Baby's born, and Mary's maybe starting to show in her first trimester, and, and she's seen the whole thing. She's been filled on and everything to expect while she's going through this pregnancy herself, but now she has some big things to face. As she has to go home and explain to her parents and everybody else, you know, I'm pregnant, but it's okay. I'm pregnant, but it's not what you think, <laughs> right? You know, and that would, be, that would be the difficulty, but that's what the Lord would have for her. You know, it's as we think of our lives and we think about the things the Lord brings into our lives, you know, it, it can be difficult to follow the Lord. In fact, Jesus promises that it will be difficult. But the reality is, is because God created us for him and fellowship with him, there's no better life for us, guys. There's no better life. And so to read what these two ladies are going through is kind of exciting for me. To say, God, what are you, what are you going to do in my life? What do, you, what do you want to do with the rest of the time I have left to serve you in your kingdom, to, to bring about whatever you would bring about for your glory and for your majesty? That's the way we should think of our lives. Amen? Let's pray. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.